Previously, on Quest Friends Hereafter. You see Irene. She looks pretty much the same, except you can see right through her, almost like a phantom. I have been accused of murder. Uh, what? I what? Ooh. And you turn over and you see Lucas Bang tried driving away, <laughs> but he failed to do so. Hilda, you're actually accosted by Judge Scuba, and he hands you a handful of tickets. He says, apparently these are coupons for the World's Fair. <laughs> One of the like little game stands has this adorable stuffed boil rat, and your boil rat wants it so bad. She will not let you leave until you win this boil rat against this very obviously rigged carnival game. You are at the world's, with the apostrophe after the S, fair. This is yet another thing to describe. The world's <laughs> fair is a, uh, it's a fair. It's Mardi Gras plus any carnival you've ever been to. The lights are brighter than the rest of Necropolis. So much music, so much greasy food. You can smell the food and feel your arteries clog. Except for Kike, because again, he is a skeleton. Um... We're going to do paint the scene one more time. I want to go around and just, I want everyone to explain one way in which the fair is unnecessarily over the top. Just extra beyond belief. So mine is going to be that the World's Fair popped up in about a day. <laughs> like, this was fast, this was quick. The people of the Gardens of Adonis barely had any time to get their plants out of the way of the moving vehicles. Because this fair is actually right in between Scullyard and the Gardens of Adonis. We did this. I'm going for the cop-out answer that the fair is filled with a number of these large, you'd be hard-pressed to call them floats, strange large vehicles that are fully living beings. Like, all of them have some sort of theme. Like, one is (laughs) pug-themed. And all of them are, like, fully living animate vehicles that go around building up hype, having people ride on them, partaking in revelry and destruction. (laughs) Love it. What else about the fair? (gasps) Let me flex my art history. Yes. So, the first World's Fair, they had figured out, like, this new way to make sheet glass that was cheaper and easier, and so they built this huge building called the Crystal Palace. <laughs> so I I think I just want a bunch of stuff to be made of shiny crystal-looking material, but all the bright lights from rides and advertisements on all of that are then bouncing off of those different panes. Okay. Also, a fun fact is that the first World's Fair was called the Great Exhibition. And at the Great Exhibition, was that the one in Paris? No, it was not. It was in London. Damn it, because the Crystal Palace, Helly, how could you forget? Ah! Ah! Oh, no! Oh, revoke my Great Ace Attorney card! The Great Ace Attorney! Oh, revoke my Great Ace Attorney card! 
my god, I thought it was made up. <laughs> my history isn't good. My history hasn't served me well this uh, this session. But the history that does serve me well is um, the Paris World's Fair, where the Eiffel Tower was. So I think that they rebuilt the Eiffel Tower for this fair, but they call it the Eiffel Tower, and it's also a bungee jumping. Oh, the Eiffel Tower! A bungee jumping bungee. place for some of that bungee action. <laughs> Ace Attorney card gained back because that's a very specific reference. That is a very specific reference. <laughs> yes, some bungee action. Some bungee action. Some bungee action from the Eiffel Tower. All right, all right. What about your thing? Hmm, what do I want? Yeah, sure. I'm gonna do like a cop out reference from our past season. I want there to be a really deadly roller coaster here, too. <laughs> like, this pair was haphazardly put in place, so clearly that includes a, a really, really, you should really not get in here roller coaster <laughs> and a, a bunch of other different rides, not just that one, also like the tower that goes up and down. All of those things. None of them are particularly secure looking. I mean, everyone's already dead, right? Most everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody is here, though. All right. So, a giant fair that was popped up in a couple of days ago. There are large living floats. A bungee jumping Eiffel Tower called the Eiffel Tower. Just a whole bunch of stuff made out of a shining crystal material, which I'm going to say is very brittle and serves as the foundation for most of the rides, which makes the rides colorful, but extraordinarily brittle. With all that in mind, where do you want to go? I want to go to the Eiffel Tower. I want to bungee jump. <laughs> Some bungee action, please. Hilda is going to the Eiffel Tower to make sure Sparky Malarkey is okay. I don't need babysitting from a 12-year-old. 13-year-old? How old are you now? Uh, she's 13 now. It's been a 13 year. 13 year old. She is 13 and Irene is 12. Technically a teen. We've got a teen and a tween. I'm a teen because I want to be. <laughs> 12 is a teen if you're Irene. <laughs> what was the third option? Uh, the third option were large floats, like a float parade, but they're living. They're alive. And uh, Tom, and this is a quote, said that people are riding them partaking in revelry and destruction. <laughs> so I think it's a float parade slash destruction derby. I think that you know and might like that. I mean, oh, and TK, yeah. like it's the least dangerous of them all, I think. I mean, somehow the demolition derby is the least <laughs> yeah. dangerous of the options here. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she's tugging on your shoulder and just pointing fiercely to uh, just... You can just see fire and smoke <laughs> behind some buildings. Smoke that, again, is reflecting off of the reflective surfaces that make up the entirety of this fair. Okay, okay, Chapulin. This is definitely the least dangerous of uh, of the, the three things I see on this fair, so uh, let's let's go. Uh, I assume it's Ariel there, too? Yeah, Ariel or? is looking through a pamphlet right now of just, like, things at the... Uh, Fair. That's what it's called. It's called a fair. There you go. Uh, you, you coming too, Chamaco, or are you, are you looking at something else? Uh, what? Uh, you're looking at something else. I, I am taking Yuna there to the, uh, to the derby. She seems, as you can see, and, like, she's, uh, just, like, pulling more on, on Kike's arm. She seems really excited about it, so... Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you're coming, or yeah, everything fine? Is that okay? Is this too cool for you? What? Hmm. <laughs> okay. Kid, come on! <laughs> it was like kind of ocean Ariel to come with. And Ariel just shifts a glance down back at the packet and like looks up and looks at like the, the map of the fair on the side and looks down and looks back up. What? Uh, yeah. What What are you? What are you looking at, kid? Let me see. No, I was just, uh, they shut it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, 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 floats, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm not gonna uh, ask. Okay, Kei uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go. All right, I think, I guess you're at that age. Huh, I'm not gonna ask here. Yeah, yeah, sure. But just not in front of you, and I actually don't say that. Uh, time to show the book that Grunkle Stan shows. Why am I sweating? <laughs> Why am I sweating? <laughs> <laughs> Got big plans. You're, you're, you're you. saying to a you're to a creepy <laughs> to a junior in high school, <laughs> someone yeah. very Listen, far Kike, into puberty. Kike has sometimes hard, a hard time keeping track of uh, of time. <laughs> it's been a long time since Wait. Kike was a teenager. It sure was. Wait, are they? No, they're a senior now. They're a senior in high school. Oh boy. Well, oh, you man. know, you're, you're still at that age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so that age. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Ariel will go off with the two of you for now. And then Irene, what are you doing? Irene was planning on going to the roller coaster not to ride it, but because no one else was going there and she's got to be <laughs> cool and do her own thing. I don't need friends. Because she's a teenager. I don't need companionship. I'm independent. Sparky would probably just walk away and then say something to the effect of, all right, let's split up gang rules. Meet at, um, um, there when we're done. And then I point at, look at any landmark that I see. And the first thing you see is this creature that looks like a ram, but with a cowboy hat. It's one of those wavy inflatable doll things. Just <laughs> It's making those noises too. <laughs> yeah, even better. In front of just a small diner labeled Die Hop. That's uh, definitely hard to forget. Yeah, you can't miss it. It's perfect. Está bien. All right, I'll see you. See you then. We'll head back to Die Hop. So you all split off. Uh, Irene, you start making your way to the roller coaster. What are you doing again at the roller coaster? Standing awkwardly <laughs> on my own. No. Look, I'm at that age. It's going to be just the mantra of this episode. Just at that age. She's at that age, you know. No. All right. So, uh, Irene, you're going through like the games section. It's the fastest path. And the game section is just like the one in our world. You pass by, for example, the dart balloon game, but you see a banshee just scream with so much force that it pops all of the balloons. <laughs> and the carny is like, I already told you that doesn't count. And then a fierce screaming, I don't see where it says that doesn't count. Which the screaming pops more balloons. On the other side, you see the duck game, like, you know, the little ducks that are in the water and you you pick them up. You see, I don't know, a sponge person stick their hand in and just absorb all of the water, leaving the ducks on the ground so they can easily pick it up. How much attention do you pay to these games? 
Um, it's a lot. There's there's a lot going on. So she'll look around, but it's not like watching things just because there's a lot of flashing lights and that's kind of a lot. And she's also, uh, even if they did look fun, she wouldn't want to do them because she's a cool teen now. You know, all those cute, fluffy, soft. Adorable. Ugh. And you know. Plushies. You know they're all Necromon. <laughs> and Irene's a nerd. She loves those plushies. They're all like, she wants them all. They're all like. But she definitely doesn't. <laughs> they're all Necromon. There are a couple of like cute anime chibis from shows like Symphonic Overdrive. <laughs> the orchestra themed anime. Well, she definitely doesn't want those because why would she want those? Because that's just, those are baby shows for babies. Yeah. Totally. How do Irene's Necromon feel about the <laughs> games? Uh, Tokyo is just... Tokyo's at that age, you know. They're just too cool <laughs> for the games. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, I feel like Pokio just thinks... Like, like Pokio's a general. They're a chef. Yeah. They don't need to play with the ducks. <laughs> they have no fucks to give for the ducks. No fucks to give for the ducks. A snob nosery look away at the carnival <laughs> games. Is the ducks the, the the type of game where you like shoot at the ducks? Is that uh, that wasn't the one I was talking about, but there is another one. We're gonna say it's mixed with like the hammer strength game. <laughs> it's almost like a Mario ground pound. You do like the hammer down and it will shoot water out at the ducks. Uh, no, I was just asking for clarification, but I actually was thinking of a different game that Malaya okay, would be okay. into. Maybe also with dogs. <laughs> the one where like you have like holes and there's like an animal coming out of it and you have to smash it. Guacamole. <laughs> with a hammer and Malaya would be into that. Like probably breaking the game. Yes, absolutely. In fact, Chuck, the guy who runs the carnival section, likes ducks so much that the official necromon of the carnival games is the ducks. Literally every game is a duck game <laughs> now. I just love that the necromon name is duck. It's like, all ducks. Duck. 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 Good. Duck. duck. That's what they duck. say. <laughs> Good. So Balea is like into that game and trying to use his fists as the hammer to hammer the ducks. And what about Mossy's? Mossy's hungers. <laughs> Mossy's is unimpressed unless there is something to chew on. Okay. And so they just want to like absentmindedly gum on Irene's things until they get fed. <laughs> so that's what you see, Irene. Pokio's got their nose up. The Mossy's are just gumming on your stuff. And Malaya has gone over and just started bashing into uh, the duck game. And if it's all right, if I take some liberties, Ari, once the Whack-A-Duck game is ended, Malaya just keeps whacking <laughs> without restarting it. Yes, yes, I love that. But Irene does not have three Necromon. Oh yeah, that's right. So where is your Necromon? Gone. <laughs> okay, so Irene has lost her dog. <laughs> We're, n we're none of you keeping track. <laughs> that is your job. I asked you to do that before we got out. No. Excuse me. There will be no sassing. You agreed. Yes, you did. Think back 
to the blight. Pokio opens their mouth to respond indignantly, but has unfortunately realized that they're wrong. <laughs> you collectively agreed. Did anybody see where she went? Pokio looks down in shame. <laughs> see, Psalm? Are you still punching the ducks? <laughs> the Mossies are just looking around. But then one of the balls starts bouncing up and down vigorously and trying to, like, roll in a direction. Okay, okay. Well, Irene completely trusts this, so. (laughs) And in in that direction, you actually hear, Sibling! 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 But everyone else would hear, Dialodoib! 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 Because you have, as we've alluded to, a new move this arc. What is your new move? Uh, this is talk to creatures. It is talk to creatures. I talk to creatures. Yes. Anything come about that lets you do that? I think I've just continued to talk to my necromon and eventually they started talking back. <laughs> you talk to your plants and the plants talk back. Yeah. Like sometimes it'd be like that. At some point, we just started understanding each other better because we were already communicating back and forth and getting some of our points across. So it's just like building upon previous experience. Okay. Also, maybe because I died. I don't know. (laughs) I guess technically your soul was separated from your body for a time. My little necromon were following me around with my soul. Maybe that yeah, that is that is that is the definition. That's a compelling argument. Maybe I just (laughs) thought that it was because I was practicing, but it was actually (laughs) for that other reason that had nothing to do with how hard I was working at it. Yep, yep. That tracks. Yeah. So hey, Irene thinks it's their bond, and it's just death. <laughs> Ain't that just the way? You think you have a bond, and no, you've just died. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, we are still going to speak in the Necromon voices because I don't know if hearing Pokio say whole sentences would be cute or nightmarish, and I don't really want to find out. I don't think we want to pull the Pikachu says I love you, Ash. We we all know how distressing it is to hear something that says one word, suddenly says I love you guys. Yeah, so we're gonna... It is not good. So, Irene, (laughs) you hear Boydle Rat? I hurry over, scooping up Balea on my way. It's not even on anymore, and... I charge towards my Boidle Rat through the crowd. And your Boidle Rat is pretty easy to see. So Boidle Rat are a necromon that are, they're trash. Their element is literally trash because they dig through trash and they put trash on their skin. When you had first gotten connected with Boidle Rat and received her from who you believed to be Rasputin. Rude. She at the moment had a lot of trash on her and she eventually got more plants and stuff. And by this point, it is less trash and plants together and more an urban garden on the back of a skeleton. Just so many plants and vines and little flowers. It's like a compost heap. Aww. Essentially, yeah. To the degree that she now has the second element of nature. 
So she is very easy to find, essentially. And you see her just wagging her, I don't know, she's got a tail. Little rat tail. Wagging her little rat bone tail as she stares at a stuffed Boidle rat and like the prize section of a Carney's ride. You can't run off like that. What if someone stepped on you? What if the floats came? Teledime, teledime, teledime. Irene picks her up around the middle and holds her up Simba style. <laughs> teledime, teledime. Getting higher up gets her closer to the countertop. <laughs> so she starts digging into that to start getting towards it. These games are all rigged anyway. Teledime, teledime. Irene is not sure what to do at this point. Because like... She wants to give these Necromon everything they want, but she can't. (laughs) No. Are you so sure that they're rigged? Yes. Wow. (laughs) That's mighty high confidence coming from you, a small child. And you- Excuse me? Gazuntai. Sneeze, that was an indignant exclamation. Thank you. <laughs> indignance, indignance. This is a fair. This is a fun, fun time. You see a zombie carnival barker who has just appeared from behind the podium. It's not fun if you can't win. You can't win if you don't play. Do you even know what game this is? No, you haven't told me. Well, let me introduce you to, and he rips off his arm and points with it like a pointer or a cane to this big title. Rube Goldberg's fantastic, phasmagorical, fantasical, forcible flight of fancy, or as I like to call it, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, literally no, no. the board game. Play the board game. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I just said a joke. Go through your future. Oh, Please. no. <laughs> the game of life. <laughs> yes. Now, the rules are relatively simple. You just spin this wheel and you move this uh, motorized vehicle across the podium. Now, uh, once you get into this part of the podium, you then activate this necromouse trap, which then launches your car across the way. It then hits a bell, it rings the bell, the bell goes down, 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 down. That suggests the economic decline. It comes after you make some faulty investments around the late 20s, early 30s. From that, you swing into the doldrums, which is a series of pendulums back and forth. And from there, you have a variety of choices. You can either kick up on side, roll on down, or you can smash the glass ceiling, go all the way up, swing another bell, which then makes a sound of a which then goes out and has the daily meal, thus depleting soil of nutrients, letting your ball get through as there's lots of water for it to go through, and it goes through, and bada bing, bada boom, your car is back at the start, and you get a prize. <laughs> Prove that it's not rigged first, and I might think about wasting my money on it. I can do you one better, kid. And he flips you a coin. Your first spin is free. Sparky and Hilda. <laughs> You are on your way to the Eiffel Tower. Yay! What are you up to? You know, Hilda, I'm surprised you want to go on this. Ah, I mean, go on it is a really strong term. I might just stand... No, no, I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of this gumption, you know? Like, it's going to be really, Mm. really fun to go on this. Come on! Sparky Ah. is steering the child through the line. I'm sorry, the teenager. (laughs) She's at that age. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Get on the Eiffel Tower. Oh... You know, I I just, uh, I can just sort of watch from over here and make sure everything's okay. What's the fun in watching? What are you going to do if the bungee cord snaps? Like if you're watching. 
<laughs> he just sucks in air through her teeth, eyes wide, like, I guess that's a good point. Much more fun to experience it. Slap on the back. Oh, it, come on. Well, guess I can't back out now. We're in the hereafter. Safety regulations have to be good here, right? Right? <laughs> Looking around for some sort of visible proof of this statement. Uh, in the background, the roller coaster literally falls apart like a <laughs> tower of cards. And in fact, you can see that a tower of cards was the foundation. <laughs> Come on. All right. All right. What's the, uh, what's the, uh, is there a height limit? Let's make sure you match up to the height limit. Yeah. You see a thing that says your bones must be this tall and you, you see a ghost look at it. Oh, <laughs> and then just turn away. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> See, that ghost is sad because they can't go on the fun bungee ride. Hilda's gonna puff herself up at the mention of, like, are you tall enough? And just be, like, <laughs> as straight-backed and, like, tiptoed as possible. I love that Hilda does not want to go on this ride. And I was trying to give an out in case you really didn't want your character to go on the ride. But Hilda's like, no, I'm tall enough. I'm going to go. <laughs> you you implied I was not tall enough to go on a ride. I, I'm, I mean, I did. I am technically a teen. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're at that age. Like, <laughs> you have to be tall enough to go on the Eiffel Tower. God. Daddy! Daddy, oh, daddy! No. That's them! I know that's them! Are you sure, Pint? Yes, yes I am! You see two headless. Headless are people who died in over their head. So there is this giant guy who's wearing this armor that makes him look like just a giant stein. And then on his shoulder, just this tiny little child that looks like a tiny little beer cup with her armor. Christ. And they, they walk over to you. It was like a literal hold my beer moment. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, it's it's the heroes. Oh my God, why? Huh? Sparky turns around and then she opens the pamphlet they took to be like a heroes. Like, is there a show? <laughs> I'm sorry about that, ma'am, kid. My, my, my daughter, Pine, she's a political savant, they call her. Oh. Yeah, you're the ones that without any experience or skills, Prove the murder of Sammy Astor! Well, it's a, one of those things is true. Didn't we prove that no one murdered Sammy Astor? The little tiny pint puts her hands against her armored, like, sides where the bottom of her neck would be and looks at you and says, That's just like something Hilda would say. What? Was this on, like, a news a news network here in the hereafter? I didn't know that it was getting, um, dimensional coverage. Well, well, no, we actually, we were following the Necromon, uh, championship. Oh. My little kiddo here, Pint, was super into it. But now I'm into law and justice. Uh, well. Uh, Those are two very good things to be into at your age. You, sir, have a wonderful child. And you as well, ma'am, are raising a wonderful young lady. Just very. <laughs> Thank you. You know, she's not really mine, but she's my protege. And that basically does <laughs> make her mine. <laughs> I imagine it very in character as Hilda is just like hooked in by Sparky Malarkey's arm into that hug and just like awkwardly caught off guard. That's correct. Uh, you feel pint on your shoulder. 
She's just jumped from her father and is like bouncing from one corner to the other and is like, are the other ones here? Is the amazing Aurelio Enrique Uwe Sokanaka here? Is, uh, is Irene Hawthorne here? <gasps> is the law book here? <laughs> I like to imagine that Booker just emerges behind <laughs> Pint on Hilda's back like a spider that's just been clinging there. Yeah, and then he, like, holds up his front two legs like, ta-da! Booker will enjoy this attention. Wow, we have fans! Who knew? Hilda is going to, like, try to set Pint down on the ground, but also Booker. Booker was attempting to to push Pint off because (laughs) only he gets to ride on Hilda's back. I hope they they just fight the whole time. (laughs) Squabble, push this child, push this child off. Be a mess. Hilda's gonna look at Booker with like a be good look. (laughs) And just turn back and say, this is my partner, Booker. Wow, he's a lot smaller in person. He puffs up his pages. But still is fierce. And he rears up and waggles his little legs. This is so cool. This is so cool. So, so are you, are you here on your next case? What's your next case? Who are you going to, who are you going to stop now? Um, we're, we're just visiting the fair. We were going to the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower? Crimes at the Eiffel Tower? Uh, no, I'm, I'm still in school right now. So I haven't done a whole lot, but. I'm in school too. Where do you go to school? Oh my God. Hilda's going to redirect briefly to get off of the the subject of what cases are you here to solve and just say, oh, yeah, um, I go to the Valley Middle School. Where do you go? Well, I, I go to Necropolis Elementary 13572. But, you know, maybe may, maybe I could, you know, my daddy's really good at fixing things. So, daddy, maybe you could fix me to be an intermortal exchange student. I don't think fixing works quite the way that you just said, but I admire the gumption. Depends on what kind of fixer, actually. Uh, well, uh, we'll talk about this later, kid. But I, I remember, I, uh, you know, why don't you, why don't you check out your height there? And remember, don't tell people about that. Don't tell people about what? He turns over and he says, you know, my kid really inspired by the work you did. But, uh, you know, that was legally testy stuff. <laughs> is it exciting if it isn't? I understand that a job as a fixer probably has some of that, too, if I'm thinking of the right fixing, of course. He hands you a business card. Yes. That just has a QR code. Yes. Awful. And he says, the name's Beer Steinsman. (laughs) (laughs) This fucker. (laughs) Okay. You ever need something done, you give me a call. All right, but like legally, right? You give me a call. Okay, good. <laughs> Hilda's gonna stand up straight, look Beer Steinsman in the... I don't know if he has eyes. I'm gonna be very honest with you. He doesn't have a head. He is headless. That's right, headless. Uh, Just in the center of mass. <laughs> Maybe upper center of mass. Like, wherever Hilda would presume would be closest to eye contact and just say, <clears throat> we didn't do anything ourselves that was outside the bounds of the law. We argued our case, and we showed the truth. If anything was done improperly, it wasn't done by us. Sparky just points at Hilda, who is a much better representative of their legal services. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Listen, I'm just presenting my services, and I'm just saying, you know, you did real good with that case. 
everything fell into place, but, uh, you know, life can be messier than that. Hmm. Tilda's gonna narrow her eyes and then turn back to Pint and say, It was very nice to meet you. We gotta get on the ride now, but I hope you have a fun day at the fair, and I hope you continue to be interested and excited. Yeah, yeah, I'll be very excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm gonna become a big, big 13-year-old lawyer like you someday who goes to v- Valley Middle School, and, 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 and I'm gonna fix things like you do and my daddy does, and... Uh, she, she's gonna turn and face you, Sparky. And I know that you can with Mr. Lucas Bang. Ah! <laughs> That's in character. <laughs> Hilda is just going to take Sparky's arm and just sort of like start walking them away and then call over her shoulder. It was very nice to meet you. Channeling as much. Don't ever speak to me or my son energy again. <laughs> Booker, choose on a rock. Upset at the mention of that man. I'm so glad even Booker's in Sparky's corner. Kike, you are making your way. The sounds of destruction are getting louder. The lights of the flames are getting fiercer. And the glint in poor sweet Yunuan's eyes is getting fiercer. There is a flame in her eyes, and that is both determination and the reflection of the actual real carnage you are going towards. I'm pretty sure Tukan would like this. Maybe, you know, maybe we could we could bring him here next time this happens, huh? What, what do you think, Chaparra? Yunu nods her head really excited and then cocks it a little bit. And we'll say she has a phone now, like a little mm-hmm. a little phone she can use. She's at the age of the phone. She's at that age. Her, her lanyard. <laughs> which used to have little cards to say, like, things. Mm-hmm. It's now a little phone that she flips around and she can touch. Nice. And she flips a series of things that basically ask, did you remember to lock the house so Toucan couldn't get in? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Ruby is, like, a close-up to, like, Hika's face. <laughs> and, like, even though he technically shouldn't be able to because he's a skeleton, just a, a drop of sweat. <laughs> We cut and we just hear like everything is destroyed and there's just a single like mirror, which is a series of mirrors stacked on top of each other. And just this cool spy music plays as Toucan struts into view and turns over wearing a hat he stole from your thing. And he says to himself, the name's Rodriguez. Oh my god. <laughs> Pinguino Rodriguez. Pinguino Rodriguez. But we just hear, ah! <laughs> And then it cuts back to you. Even though it wouldn't work as a skeleton, but just assuming it is a cartoon, it would be this thing where the pupils get like <laughs> two dots and just kick him and just be like, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you come in and as you come in, you just hear a deep, go. As one of the cars, which looks like a pig and a pug combined, called a pog. Oh my god. Jumps into the air and slams on top of it because these vehicles are actually Necromon. They're possessed Necromon like Booker, just like how Booker possesses a book instead of cards. These possessed Necromon possess floats. So there is this giant pig pug float that just 
does the car equivalent of jumping up and doing like the pile driver elbow thing on the car in front of it. Oh my god. The game will just like protectively put an arm in front of Yuna just to make sure that the car does not slam into Yuna. Uh, she brushes your hand away. <gasps> no! Reckless as you, at the tender age of fourth grade. But <laughs> tender age of fourth grade. Fourth grade. She looks back at you like kind of impatiently, and you can hear just a little <laughs> Aria laughing to themselves. Oh my gosh! Before looking back down at their pamphlet and seeming to look around for something. Are you enjoying the show, Chavo? Ariel just looks around. And is like it doesn't even look up, and is like, yeah, yeah. A tota madre. Yeah, it's it's real real cool. Uh hmm. I think it will just kind of shrug it off because <laughs> he doesn't know what teams like these days, you know? Maybe this is now the, the, the kids show is now this derby and the teams actually like something else, you know? There's times move too quickly for this old skeleton man. Um yeah, well you should uh you should uh help Yuna pick something out. And they point to Unuin starting to walk away. And I want you to roll slick. Oh! oh! Grab the child, Kike. Grab the child. So what we're going to do now is what's called an anti-move. Essentially, an anti-move happens when a NPC is trying to do the equivalent of a move. In this case, someone is sneaking. Sneak! And so what you're going to do, Kike, is you are going to roll as if you're rolling the move sneak, but we're going to reverse it. So if you fail, the sneaker will get the equivalent of a success. But if you succeed, the sneaker will get the equivalent of a failure. Uh, okay. Slick. That is a eight. An eight. A mixed success. You turn over and you see that the pamphlet that Ariel was holding is still there, but they are not. Oh, oh. that anime thing of the like oh. the outline. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They ditched you, Kike. Oh they my god! You. Where where did they go? <laughs> oh, did they did they know that we were supposed to meet at the at the place that Sparky said? You know, do you know do you know if they're here? I I think they were too distracted. Mm. Uh <laughs> Yunuin doesn't say or press anything. Oh my god. But it looks painful for her. She's in cahoots. Oh she's in cahoots. <laughs> cahoots! I, I, I want Kike just like kneel and like look at her like kid. Chamaka, what are you hiding? Hmm? <laughs> you know this is this is kind of the face. That one face. Remember when, when Ariel broke that vase and you tried to say that it was you, but it clearly was not you. You had that same that same face. Remember that? My vase in my house. She continues to look around a little bit. And I want you to roll convince somebody. You can use either heart or fierce. I want to use heart. Okay. And I'm going to say you have advantage. Okay. Oh, so it's with advantage. So then I rolled three. Three and take the results of the top two. Well, okay. 
eight again. So you, you kind of convince her. Choose one of these. Something is preventing her from doing what you want. She asks for something in return. She makes an inconvenient understanding or she is temporarily upset with you. I want for her to ask for something in return. Let me think about this. What does she want? She wants Kike not to go after Ariel. No, that's <laughs> such a loophole, Emily. I know. She reaches, <laughs> she reaches into her lanyard and pulls out something that apparently she's been holding onto for a long time and uncrumples it. So in a couple of months, you're going to take Ariel on a school tour of Scullyard, the big university here. It's a sheet for a signature for her to go along as well. Ah, qué canija tú. All right. <laughs> All right. Just, you know, remember, it's, it's, it's a, a, it might be a little bit boring, okay? It's going to look at college stuff, and, you know, you're at the at the age where that's kind of uncool <laughs> and stuff. She just emphasizes, she shakes the paper a little bit and gives, like, a pretty fierce, like, serious face. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has, like, a pen or something. Does Ki- is Kike the kind of man to not have a pen on him at all times? Oh, he does. Yeah, he does yeah, have yeah, a pen. Yeah. Oh, why was that a question? Come on. I feel like that's a future slice of life complication, is he doesn't have a he pen. Doesn't have, his pen bursts in his pocket. His quill. His quill. Yes, it's a quill. <laughs> he somehow also has ink there. And he goes, like, does his signature. Like, there. Are you, are you, are you happy, but you have to, you, I mean, this, this will be for later, but you will have to behave, okay? You know, no, no running around. I mean, unless we're no longer in the tour, in which case, of course, but you know. She nods excited and then takes a moment to compose herself like Ariel would and just as a very authoritative Ooh. nod before taking it back and putting it back in while like bouncing a little oh. bit. Oh, I'm convinced. If you get too bored, don't blame me. This was your idea, okay? Now, where did your sibling go? <sighs> takes a couple of seconds to compose herself grabs her 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 phone which we'll say it's a bit bigger it's like a phone tablet but light mm-hmm. it's 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 good tech we'll say it's good tech uh she takes it and she pulls up a page on it of the agenda and you see one of the events and it's it shocks you for a couple of reasons one of them being that it looks so unariel so it is for a musical performance on the stage The performer you see is this woman who seems to be in her early 20s. Although, since she's one of the dead, how old she looks has no real relation to how old she is. She's thin, delicate, that very kind of like, you know, delicate, uwu, soft, beautiful, (laughs) with long, wavy hair and just very like soft features. And the hair spills out into a wide, frilly yellow dress. Underneath the dress, you can see this long, even though she's on land, it's less of a snake and more of a mermaid bottom that goes out from under the dress. Uh, She's got, you know, cute makeup, very, very like cutesy peppy outfit with two yellow flowers on the sides of her head, placed almost like bows would. And it is an act for a musical artist called Sochi. Uh, I keep reading that. He's gonna be like, 
Alright, we're gonna go and just carry you <laughs> and just run. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember what part of the episode the announcement break is going in. So instead of segueing from its content, this is the segue into this, the announcement break. This announcement break, I got a call to action for you, and it is about our newsletter. Did you know we had a newsletter? Because we have a newsletter. Let me tell you about our newsletter. The Quest Friends newsletter, which I just started a couple weeks ago, exists for a couple of reasons, but the main idea is I wanted to create something where you didn't have to be up to date with current episodes or follow us on social media to know all the news that's going on. So our newsletter includes new episodes that are coming up, news and neat stuff that's going on. So basically the kind of stuff I would mention in an announcement break. There's also some additional fun content on there, such as a Necromonicon entry, where I do a little bit of world building, and then Kyle's Corner, where I just talk about uh, whatever is on my mind that month. For example, for the month of November, I talked about the idea of planning less and talking more. You know, now, what does that mean? Well, you're going to have to listen to the, well, you're going to have to read the newsletter to find out. Not listen. You don't listen to a newsletter. You read it. Unless you use a screen reader, in which case I guess you would listen to the, we got a newsletter. It's got a lot of cool stuff. Check it out. It's at questfriends.substack.com or you can click the description. Down in the description, you're also going to see a link to the Maniculum podcast. Do you like Quest Friends? Do you like fun history podcasts like, you know, things like Totalis Rankium and Pontifax? Do you wish you could just smoosh them together? The Maniculum podcast is a podcast that adapts medieval tales into tabletop role-playing adventures. Mac is a PhD candidate at Purdue University specializing in medieval studies. He's also spent a lot of time playing and designing tabletop RPGs since high school. And Zoe is a narrative designer who's worked at studios such as Obsidian and Wolf Eye, and also holds a master in medieval studies. So if you wanted to take medieval history and you wanted to smash it together with role-playing stuff, which I'm going to take a hazard and guess that if you're listening to this podcast, that might be something you're interested in. Listen to the Maniculum podcast. It is funny, irreverent, and educational as these professionally trained academics make medieval history accessible, funny, friendly to LGBTQ plus and uh, BIPOC folks, and just uh, a good time. If you're in the holiday spirit right now, they're actually exploring St. Nick's real history in December. So don't just do a regular Santa Claus D&D session, do a historically accurate Santa Claus D&D session. You can find the Maniculum Podcast at themaniculumpodcast.com or in the description below. Uh, thanks for doing this promo swap, Mac and Zoe. I, uh, I hoped you liked my promo. <laughs> I don't, I personally consider me going this hard off script as a sign of my passion, but, uh, we'll check them out. Check them out. Make, make this worth it. Don't make them regret it, please.
There's one final person down there in the description to check out, and that is Alicia Oresco. Uh, Alicia does something very special for us in this episode, and I'm uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, because you're going to figure it out when we get there. And at least I think she did a pretty fucking good job. That's all I've got for you today. Our next episode is going to be coming out ideally in a week on Monday, December 18th. But if you'd like additional content before then, you can check out, not our patron, I'm not doing the patron this time, check out the newsletter, questfriends.substack.com. That's got new stuff, and you don't even gotta pay for that. Anyways, I'll see you there. Irene, I want to know what you're doing at Rube Goldberg's Game of Life. <laughs> Thank you for that suggestion in the chat, Ari. God. <laughs> Her expression is dead serious. Prove it, or I won't play. Well, if I played it and proved that it could be won, that would just destroy my authenticity. What do you mean it would destroy your authenticity to prove that your game works? Fair enough, fair enough. Kyle didn't understand things. He's going to reverse time, and I'm not going to have said that. He's just like, of course, of course, I absolutely will, uh, will play that game. Let me just do a spin quick and roll me, uh, roll me a slick. Roll you a slick. He's going to try to sneak as well. Nine. Nine, so a mixed success on Sneak. As he does it and spins it, you get distracted. Tylenoid, Tylenoid! Uh, Boydle Wreck gets really excited by the spinning things, and so you have to look down and shush her. So you don't notice him flagrantly cheat as he wins, but all of the other Necromon do. <laughs> and yeah, then you win the game. Fine, but I'm only using your money. How about this? How about the first roll is free and then we see where we go from there? <laughs> I'm committing to one then. Okay, so we had a move touch the other side, which was meant to be when you did something that was unfamiliar or strange, like driving a car as a teen who does not have a license or doing a magical spell. As you may have heard in Cryptid Cryptids, people easily confuse that for a weird move that uses a lot more magic, so... You used the wow. phrasing. The, fra the, ah. the phrasing is a lot more magical. So anyways, it's changed to use the unfamiliar. Just throwing me under the Rube Goldberg machine. So basically something that is unfamiliar to you. And in this case, I'm going to have you roll that, which is a books roll. Like a fair game, you would probably use like keep your cool or something. But this is a weird rigged game that you're trying to decipher as you play it. I mean, it's a Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Seven. <laughs> okay. Oof. You're going to choose two drawbacks. <laughs> okay. You, you do spin and it kind of moves forward, but it either takes longer than expected, which in this case will do like more turns than expected. It works, but not quite how you expected or it breaks after being used. I don't want to pay for it. So I'm going to do the ones that aren't breaking it. Okay, so 
Oh, a spin. Oh, and that's a good old one. Yeah, one closer. I will just do one more, just one more spin. You know, I'll do half price for it. What do you say? Fine. Dollar dollar doy. Oh, that's another two. Oh, now you gotta go back two turns. Oh, now you gotta do a handstand for the next one. <laughs> you're like seven turns down. And he's like, all right, here's the first choice of life. Are you gonna go to college or are you gonna go to law school? Well, obviously, I have to go to college before I go to law school. That's the coward's way out, kid, and your dice rolls are so good, you're going straight to law school and all of those extra law school fees. But don't worry, you'll be able to make up for more of it and then some. You just have to sell your soul. <laughs> I'm just Josh. <laughs> she slams her hand down on the counter. Repeat that. I have recently had my soul part from my body and would prefer to not have that happen again, so I will not be selling my soul anytime. It is not for sale. You cannot buy my soul. Hey, kid. Kid, I'm just joking. You're not selling your soul. You're not selling your soul. You're losing your soul in the game. You're not selling your soul, okay? <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, let's keep spinning! Why does this keep happening, Dyrene? The Masus want to try and get the attention of the other uh, Necromon and are going to try to entice them to go on a little heist adventure. Yeah, so here's the thing. Like, Pokio is above playing carnival games, but they're not above cheating at carnival <laughs> games. So, like, I straight up just want to go behind the scenes and start fucking things up. Yeah, that was what the Masus had in mind. They just want to go back there and, like, grab everything. Yeah, yeah. We're collaborating. Well, how's how's Malaya feeling? Boidle Rat's too distracted. Boidle Rat is just staring and going, Dah! just going sibling, 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 but going Tarlanoib. Sibling, sibling, sibling. Hmm. I think Malaya wants to steal all of the dogs. Because <laughs> <laughs> Malaya's going rogue and not helping with the larger plan. He's <laughs> just going to go after the ducks. Yes. All right. Sparky, Hilda, and Booker, you're in line. You haven't been accosted by anyone else, but after that conversation with Beer and Pint, it's hard to shake memories of the trial and scuba core. Tangentially related things like long coats and men who project too much or anyone with dyed green or pink hair now stick out to you much more than they would have a few moments ago. Hilda has the option to monitor Booker or not, but... He is going after like the bottoms of people's pants who have the dyed hair. <laughs> Roll me take a swing, Booker. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Uh, you get a benefit and a drawback. So the benefit, we're going to say that you can move your target or temporarily daze them. The drawback is you use too much or too little force or you hit someone or something you didn't intend to. Definitely the second one. You hit someone or something you didn't intend to? Yeah. Okay, and what's- I'm picturing <laughs> just other people. Like, Booker's just reached the point where, you know, if there's a group of them, he's not paying attention to which person's leg he grabs at any one point in time. Booker's just doing the cyclone into a crowd. <laughs> and then, what's your benefit? I kind of want to just, like, I want them to be startled by something around their feet, like, you know, a rat running through, yeah. and then everybody ah! screams. Ah! 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 Get it away, 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 get it away,
<laughs> As you're like running around, you punk into this like tree-like stump, and there's a Bull! You hear this like fierce sound, and um, Booker is flipped on his back, and he goes, <laughs> "Oh no!" Uh, Hilda and Sparky, you see what looks like you see almost like flames emerge from the figure that Booker hits. Hilda's just running in to snatch Booker and run, <laughs> not staying around to figure this out, just grabbing Booker and fleeing. Sparky will follow because as much as she does want to go on the Eiffel Tower, the vibes aren't good here. So yeah, she'll just she'll follow Hilda's lead. Okay, Booker okay. is um, trying to get back to whatever he ran into. Roll, take action, Hilda. Excellent. Uh, I want to give Tom a disadvantage. <laughs> we'll do a negative. We'll do a minus one. We'll do an in between. All right, all right. Rankle, rankle. To translate, Booker is saying, "I was winning." Uh, but 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 you know that minus one. <laughs> Bumped it down from a full success to a mixed success. <laughs> yes. Yes. You love to hear it. You react slightly later than you'd like. I, I think it's more that I reacted perfectly fine and Booker is just squirming and being a nuisance. Sparky. <laughs> yeah. You're bolting off, right? After them. I mean, like, I'm shoving people across the line, being like, I'm following my kid. It's fine. It's fine. Just, just, you know. Shove someone over. I'm following my kid. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Booker is pulling against Hilda, and Hilda's still pulling him away. But as you turn back to look at Booker, you get to see the person he hit. And out of the corner of your eye, your stomach drops. It almost looks like the silhouette of Lucas Bang. Why is he there? She's going to like pull her cool jacket up over her face a little bit and then she's going to duck away. But I go behind a building or a trash can or something and I peek out so that I can confirm for myself whether this is Lucas Bang or not. Sure, roll a sneak. (sighs) Fuck. Okay. If this turns out to be Big Jake Hell. Okay, so I have a minus one and slick. That's sad. Um, oh, oh, not looking good. Four. (laughs) I mean, five, five, that's six minus one, five. Do I take one for the team for Sparky Malarkey? (laughs) This isn't fair. I just wanted to go on the Eiffel Tower. I just wanted to bungee jump. You know what? Even though it makes not a lot of sense out of character, in character, I feel like it fits the vibe of like, Hilda's just trying to give Sparky a nice day. You know, it's been rough. It's been hard. I'm going to take one for the team and make that a full success. Christ. After I was forcing this child onto a ride. So Hilda, how do you help Sparky sneak? All right. So I'm going to assume that Sparky just like tried to do the cartoon thing of moving from object to object, just staying in their silhouettes (laughs) and then just fully knocked over like a trash can that's been set out for the fairgoers or something. Just like... All of your cover gone. Psh, bang, 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 crash. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> Hilda is going to pretend that she was the one who just rammed into this trash can and just like flop over it <laughs> as if she had just completely fallen over, thereby taking all the attention away from Sparky. This does not go unnoticed by Sparky, who will mouth her second genuine thank you today from behind her cover. All right, I'm creeping. 
Okay. I'm doing like the way like Ariel peers around the side of the ship when she's like checking Eric out. <laughs> so you're checking out this large man. Well, kind of, yeah, a little bit. But like she didn't mean to like check him out that way the first time. She was literally just like, "Ooh, a man. That's me. Is it a specific man?" You peer over. How do you feel thinking of the possibility that it could have been Lucas Bang? Uh, like what the cripes is he doing here? This is redonkulous. I know that I he wasn't arrested, right? Because Hilda arranged that because it like felt really bad. So it's kind of like, it's like when you see a teacher outside of work, except there's like a sexual component here. <laughs> like, God damn it. Okay. No. So it's Riverdale, you're saying. Oh no, it's Riverdale. Oh no, it's Riverdale. Sparky's having a Riverdale experience. I wish that I had my webcam on. Just for how blue screened I was by that analogy. <laughs> what the fuck? Because Sparky's making progress, but she still yeah. thinks in terms of high school. Yeah, she, it's going to take a while to oh. like completely shake off. You know, it's not a hard stop. It's a gradual growth. And so this is a setback because she didn't expect to see him here in the hereafter. You know, fair. Anyways, you turn and you peer around the corner and... As you get a better look, you realize there are some physical differences. Like, Lucas Bang was a very muscular, top-heavy big guy. This is a big guy that has more of uh, of a belly. I was going to say, dad bod. Dad bod, but like also still pretty fucking big, like seven, eight foot dad bod. Great. He's got like the rustic look, but for his case, it is overalls. Sweet. But notably, the main thing that separates Big Jake Hell from Lucas Bang is his red devil skin, his tail, and then his very short devil horn. So Sparky just fully mistook a red devil with a tail for Lucas Bang (laughs) here in the line for the Eiffel Tower. It was a big guy, all right? All right, you know, you know, panic does strange things. Lucas does look good in. I am deeply upset that it really was Big Jake Hell. (laughs) Okay, so it's just Big Jake Hell. He goes like, and then gets up, dusts herself off like none of that happened. Looks at Hilda, says, none of that happened. (laughs) Hilda is still in the trash. (laughs) In the trash. (laughs) Hilda will just give a thumbs up. I'm going to help her out of the trash and we're going to go to Die Hop. I almost... I almost want to end it there, but I did have a hard move saved, didn't I? Oh no. Why? But don't worry, Sparky. When Hilda uses take one for the team, I only get to make a hard move against her specifically. You hear, I fell! And you notice that you ran right underneath the I fell tower. <laughs> and one of the bungee jumpers in a panic grabs the closest thing to them and Hilda, you and the trash can you're in fly up into the air with them. Ah! I wanted to go on the ride. All right, Kike, what are you up to? Trying to to run to the performance while carrying Yuna. I, I, there was a way that he could have left Yuna somewhere that isn't here. It would have, but I know it's too late because he also wanted to. If you want to take a detour, you can. Oh, when does the concert start? Mm. How close is it to any of the locations that the other two are going to be at? Kiki just 
runs past Irene, slams <laughs> Yuna on the table, and keeps running. I do love that image, though. Yes. Oh, what if the Necromon heist becomes Necromon babysitting at the <laughs> Complication, you have to babysit. Uh, do, do you have any AP? Do I have any? I don't. I have AP. No. Can I spot her one of my four AP? I will allow that, but I allow AP spotting if it involves the other players. So Ari's uh, Ari's maneuver has to involve Sparky in some way. Oh my god. Oh, okay. I guess I guess he trusts Sparky more than he trusts the situation. <laughs> so he would Ellie's face. He would if if assuming Sparky's thing is closer, he would uh, he would run to Sparky and be like don't talk about this, okay? Just, if anything happens, if anything happens, you're going to go below Lionel in my scale, malarkey, okay? Okay? This is especially funny. <laughs> because you just lost your other Because daughter. this is seconds after Hilda was swooped by in a trash can. <laughs> so she's like screaming in the distance and then she comes by and deposits a second child in front of Sparky. And Sparky like looks up a little bit and then says, I will guard her with my life. Christ. <laughs> Hilda is just screaming in the background as she flies through the air, hundreds of feet above everyone. Speak musical comedy. <laughs> to take care of of this of this Chapulin, okay? Just just stay with her, please. Do not tell her anything. Do not try to do any any weird corrupting things, Malarkey. Okay, okay, all right. Well, sorry, I will explain more, but I actually am in a hurry. So, and he's gonna do the like I'm watching you kind of thing. Good luck. He shouts as he runs away. Give me one of your AP, Hallie, for that. Yay! And I like to add the flavor that Kike set you in right where uh, Hilda right had been Hilda picked was. up. So Sparky, as he leaves, just gently, like, moves her to the side. <laughs> just, we're going to stand over here. It's a safer spot. We're just going to take just one step over. Just one. There you go. All right, Kiki, now you're in this crowd and it's just you. Yeah. And you hear, you hear a big crowd. They're just cheering. Yeah, yeah. Sochi, Sochi, Sochi. It is a big, gaudy stage. Big curtains. You've got a bunch of people in like glittery outfits. Uh, you see some people that have the yellow flower, which are actually called Sochiel flowers on the side of their like hair or skull or if they're like a ghost or a blob person just like floating inside of them. Uh, and roll me, roll me understand to see if you can see where Ariel is. Understand. But I also believe, don't you have a move where you can find somebody? Yeah, oh my God, I do. <laughs> I do. It's called Natural Hunter. If I have access to an item related to the creature I'm hunting, roll with advantage. Would the pamphlet be yeah. part of the... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to do that. I want to use natural hunter. Okay, give me a roll. Roll. Uh, that is a two. <laughs> no, wait, a four. Didn't look great, though. Take an AP. <laughs> you misunderstand something vital about your target. Oh, no. And in this case, I'm going to say, in a weird way, kind of like how Sparky had 
been looking at other things and seen Lucas Bang. You're looking for Ariel, but with the heads and stuff, you just keep seeing Sochi, 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 Sochi. Oh, no, 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 Everywhere. No, no. And then a, finally an announcer voice that says, Living and Dead, I proudly present what you've been waiting for. The wonderful, beautiful Siren of Necropolis. Sochi! stage you see this woman this siren is uh what they're called these mermaid like dead she is singing and her voice is it's supernaturally amazing to most people they just think she sounds this good but you know that when sochi sings it's almost like her voice changes to something else entirely right it's like like when it's like a different voice actor is dubbing the singing as opposed to the talking. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. But nobody else cares. They are amazed. They're all like, oh, she sounds so much more beautiful. Oh, oh, it's so great. And uh, Sochi, this woman on stage, goes, how are we feeling tonight? Oh my god, I hate this so much. Why? Why did you do this? She only sings. Kill it with fire. Emily, why did you allow this? Why did you allow Kyle singing? What fresh hell have I returned to? <laughs> People start cheering, and she says, Well, let's get even louder! Oh my god, I hate this so much. Emily, why did you allow this? And, uh, Ari, I want you to roll Keep Your Cool. Is it possible to X card the entire plot of a session? <laughs> <laughs> So that is sleep? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. And remember, two fives are critical failure. Uh, <laughs> I rolled two fives. 
<laughs> I played, I played in the edge, and this is what I got. Yes. You are overwhelmed with emotion. God. You, you, you feel it welling up inside of you, and, and you try to clamp it down because you ultimately know that the way sirens work is that they're people who died in a very public way. And the abilities sirens have, because each dead has abilities. So like Kike, you can separate his body. Phantoms can go invisible. And sirens can supernaturally grab attention, but also they can supernaturally influence people's emotions in certain ways. And you know this, you know this so well, Kike, but... This has probably happened before. <laughs> what's going through you? What emotions are you feeling right now? Mm, kind of like I I I, <laughs> I just want to call it like the Luigi emotions <laughs> of like just so overwhelmed. <laughs> it feels like feeling like crying. Signs of Luigi, distant crying. Like he left this kid with Sparky. Like what was he thinking? And then there's suddenly Sochi over here who we didn't know. And then Ar Ariel is just somewhere in the crowd and he couldn't explain anything. And so it's just like, not like anxiety necessarily, but just like overwhelmed at the situation. Like Luigi when he cries, when he's overwhelmed at the situation. And the song fades, and the cheering goes down, and you literally feel yourself come back to your senses as she goes from singing back to talking. Thank you so much for coming to the show today, everyone. I am so excited to be here at the World's Fair, the only event big enough for me and my flower field. Am I right? And as she's speaking, Kike, and you come back to your senses, uh, what do you do? Oh, I can't believe this happened again. Mm, didn't even know I had tear ducts. Okay. <laughs> He'll try to, to, like, either look for Ariel or try to find a way to go, like, backstage or something to get Sochi's attention, whichever might be easiest. Uh, take... Take a GF intrusion. Yes, another one! Oh my god, okay. Does this mean I get an AP? You get an no, AP and easy. you give it to somebody else. Oh, Who do you give the other AP to? Oh, oh, I'll give it to Hallie. Yes! Yes! For giving me an AP! <laughs> yes! I've gotten it back. Because you gave me a great gift. My debts have been repaid. <laughs> I was like, do I want Ari to see Ariel or go behind stage? Well, it's pretty easy when you see Ariel sneaking behind stage. <laughs> no! Kid! Kid, wait, hang on. I need to wait, 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 wait. I need to kind of tell you things. <sighs> do I want you to roll take action or sneak? Well, considering Kike's yelling. Yeah, roll me, roll me, roll me take action. That is a nine. That is a mixed success, so a little slower than you want. So I'll say you catch up to Ariel, but they do duck behind stage before you can get to them. So you're able to follow them, but you're going to have to get behind stage as well. And are there people guarding the stage at all? Or like... We're going to say that the guards are in fact so enamored that they're coming out of their stupor as well. Like, 
you, for some reason that you might know and I might know, but the audience doesn't know, mm-hmm. managed to break out of the spell a lot faster than everyone else. Uh, well, then I'm just gonna, you know, if the guards are distracted, Kike would just like roll his eyes if he, you know, uh, and walk past the guards. All right, you walk past the guards and backstage. And backstage, it is just as gaudy as it is front stage. Like, you can also see all the props in the back. There's a lot of flowers. They're all plastic. All of them are fake prop flowers. Of course they are. Love it. And then other, like, glitzy, glittery stuff. And you can see Ariel nervously pacing back and forth. Hey. Okay, can do this. I got this. Lesbian? Kit? Hey. Iho de su madre. Tio, tio, tio. What do you do? They like get up. What are you doing here? Listen, I. How are you feeling? Is it a lot? Feeling, a lot. Feeling like, weird? Anything? I'm feeling a lot worse. Feeling a lot worse than I was a couple of seconds ago, Tio. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Off. So in psychology, a lot of emotions come from an elevated state. Yeah. And our brain attributing that elevation to something else. You love discussing misattribution of arousal. It's great. It's why they recommend... It's so good, though. Like... It's why they recommend your first date is a coffee date, because you'll actually attribute some of that, like, arousal to thinking you're the person you're with is just so cool. It's, 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 it's a problem sometimes during, like, swing dance, because, like, it's like, oh, man, everybody's, it's like... <laughs> so much cute. everyone's so <laughs> hot and then it's like well hang on i have to i have <laughs> to like i have to think about this <laughs> so yeah you can tell that ariel is like they can get snippy with you but with the kind of anxious energy it looks like the snippiness part of it came from being in this elevated state yeah and kika knows that he's not gonna he's gonna okay all right <sighs> just I know you're, I tell you to stay here. I know you're not going to, but please just trust me. I know more than you think. I know you, this is not going to super get through to you right now, but just <clears throat> try to stay here. And then like, he's going to try and go and get Sochi's attention. They're going to grab your arm. What, 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 Tio, what are you doing? Kid, trust me on this, this okay? Is, this, is, I, this, is, on, this is my big, I don't like to admit this, but this music is kind of cool, okay? Okay, I, th- this is kind of cool, and like, this is a chance, like, you, she doesn't come here often. This is a chance to, like, you know, make it. Listen, I, I didn't know you, I didn't, didn't know you knew about her. I just, let me just talk to her first, okay? Let's let's just say that, you know, you might think your T.O. is uncool, but I actually know her more than you think I do. Ariel's gonna look at you and be like, what, 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 you, what the hell are you saying? Well, I'm I'm sort of maybe, you know, kind of her, you know, like... Uh, and that's when you hear Ariel gasp. And I need you to roll take action. No! Oh, no, what's this? That is a five for me. Uh, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot. A lot of things are going on here, you know? You were not rolling up to your usual standards tonight, Ari. Brings me great joy. So, uh, take an AP. Oh, man. Another one. I have so much AP now. You feel a big just slam into you. A big, like, fierce hug. And as your bones kind of scramble together, you see Ariel is just aghast. Like, white as a ghost. Hola, hija. And Sochi looks at you and says, Papi Kike! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Keanda. And that's the end of the session. God. Ari's the Emily now. I hope everyone's excited for Kiki's shit daughter. I'm so psyched. I'm just excited not to be in this position. This. I know this is great. This is wonderful. Sparky's going to have a field day. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Uh, Hilda's in space <laughs> again. <laughs> This uh, is the third time! Again. The Necromon are doing a heist, and Kike has just been hugged by his shit daughter, who his uh, niece-nephew admires. I love how for having the slice-of-life complication, Irene's had it the easiest. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Although, Rube did threaten to steal her soul, and I, I, I yeah, can't forget Yeah, but, like, the that. Necromon are on it, so that the Necromon are not gonna let that happen. <laughs> She's having it the easiest until her soul is gone, and then it's a problem look we're all having it easy until our soul is gone and then it's a problem yeah it's fine i've got one more take one for the team in me i can just <laughs> rock it down out of the sky onto rube <laughs> and there's no saving ari i'm gonna go through some reminders quick and uh what happened last time unless someone wants to say what happened last time but i have a feeling no one does no i can say what happened last time God, teacher's pet Last time, we were all heading over into the hereafter. We got flagged in, I forget the clever word for it, but airport security. It was like, you had a very good name for it that I cannot remember. The airport? Maybe. It's the, it was the Fort Worth, Dallas, Intermortal Airport. Airport, yes. Because, yeah, I was, I was going <laughs> off of, yeah, that's what Deep Allie said. Allie. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. <laughs> And you said no, and then Kyle said it, and then he said it was <laughs> Sounds right, and then you said it, it. No. Well, you got me there. God damn it, Tom. Let me just make a note here. Pint knows about VPS now. Oh, I don't, I don't like that. Who's Pint? <laughs> what, what, what is the significance of Pint? I'm concerned about Pint oh. now. Oh... Anyways, uh, Hallie, put the uh, put the beer Steinsman card in your. Oh, I already uh, did. In your inventory, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in there. Fucking beer Steinsman. Yeah, that's gonna be fucking great. I can't wait to call. If beer, you ever so. need a corporate fixer, I never wish to call upon the services of beer Steinsman. <laughs> he didn't give you his business card. I chose him entirely because that was one of my favorite of the names that wasn't Travelociraptor, which is the Travelocity <laughs> Velociraptor, which is also. In my list of name ideas. Travel Velocity Raptor. Uh, but yeah, I've had Beer Steinsman <laughs> for years. <laughs> Nothing besides the name Beer Steinsman and his kid, Pint. Also, I do get an AP because I get one every time I roll using a stat. I have a negative value. Okay, that's true. You do get that. <laughs> Woo! that that's okay. a broken move. Hell yeah, <laughs> it is. Love it. I think I'm going to have to add the caveat. You don't get another AP if you roll a failure alongside it. No. <laughs>
This is what playtesting is for, Kyle. This is my playtest, Thomas. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the most suitable meme here. I think it's the, like, to-be-continued JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where it's just the little twangs of the guitar, and then, like, the freeze frame of suddenly being grabbed and pulled away with a to-be-continued on it. Yeah, I think I've got, I've got, I want to do Kike once more and I want to do the Necromon heist, but I think that's the end of Hilda and Sparky this, <laughs> this episode. It's, it's the end of Hilda, period. <laughs> Mechie almost killed me. What happens if you die in the afterworld? I mean, your soul still goes to the hereafter. Okay, it's, it, there's, cool. it's a sequence of events. I'm just curious. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you die. It just it's you just pop up again as a ghost. It's like updating your residence. <laughs> like if I buy a house in Florida, let's say I live in Wisconsin and I buy a house in Florida while vacationing in Louisiana. Yeah, I still my permanent residence is still in Florida. That's where that's my new tax bracket. Okay. And that's what the Bureau of Intermortal Enforcement cares about. Okay, good to know. Did you update with the post office? Listen, it used to be a simple process. When you died, your soul went to the hereafter and grim like the boatman took you there. But then like they do, the Bureau of Intermortal Enforcement took them over. They introduced a bunch of bureaucracy and technically Eilie, by taking people into the afterlife alone, is technically doing crimes. Ooh. This boats used to be so simple. <laughs> so who of us is not an actual criminal in our cute little cryptid? Oh, let's, let's go. Let's go main campaign. Like, who of you hasn't done crimes? Irene I mean, hasn't done crimes. She was just accused of crime. That's uh, true. Both Irene and Hilda did attempted bribery. Okay. But they didn't. But is that really a crime? It didn't like, work. What crime did Kike do? Ari, so... Kike has not done any crime during the show, but you cannot tell me he has not done at least some crime when he was a younger skeleton I with mean... luscious hair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that, that's, that's, you know, those are his <laughs> younger, his younger years. That's my new headcanon for Kike. Young Kike. I never want to know what he looked like as a hum as a living man. Young Kike is just a skeleton, but with long hair. Yes. Is that the theme of Quest Friends Hereafter? Season one, <coughs> you have to let things die in order to move on, is season one. Season two, oh, they're at that age, you know. No. It's just everyone's character <laughs> arc is somewhere. I reject this. Sparky midlife crisis. She's at that age. Uh, she's been a like, PK afterlife crisis. No. I'm just saying you reject it, Tom. But Hilda is learning past the childhood rose tinted glasses of the world being a perfect idyllic place. No, sure seems like your age to me. No. <laughs> seems like your age. No. <laughs> it gets funnier every time.